to me, my balloonyacs. Aeronaut Zack here with your friendly neighborhood content warning. That part was Spider-Man, not X-Men, but we're going with it. This is a podcast where we let the internet ask us questions, and that is always a mistake. So, we are sometimes uh, adult-themed adjacent, and we will say all of the naughty words. Now, on with the show. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're Aeronauts, and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, but we've stopped our journey to Westchester to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Did a disco company create an X-Man? I don't know if they created it or not, but I know immediately that the answer is Dazzler. Yes! I mean, it, she is disco incarnate. Uh, the answer is, again, sorta. So... The company Casablanca Records in 1978 approached Marvel about doing a kind of cross-platform thing. You'll make a comic book and it was going to be an animated movie and we'll, we will supply a disco star and it'll be a big, big to-do. And then, actually I'll say that part in a moment, uh, Jim Shooter, who is kind of infamous for making a bunch of weird decisions for Marvel, but also some pretty good ones. It's like, that sounds like a great idea. Please pay us money to do this. I, I love multimedia ideas. And he starts writing out the script for The Disco Queen, which was supposed to be an animated feature. And then it quickly became a live-action feature. Oh. Or was supposed to become a live-action feature. This just screams Xanadu to me. Um, he got Tom DeFalco, who has a storied career at Marvel, and John Romita Jr., who is still one of the most famous uh, artists in Marvel today, he drew the Demon in a Bottle storyline where Iron Man's an alcoholic. Oh. He did a lot of the Clone Saga, so did DeFalco. Anyways, big, big name. The son Huge of name. one of the biggest names in Marvel history, too, John Romita Sr., designed the costume. And Roger Stern, who's one of my favorite writers, was like, hey, Disco Queen's a bad name. What if you called her Dazzler instead? Great change. 100%. Best change. Uh, Disco was... Queen's a terrible name. Disco Queen is only a good name for maybe a weird horror movie. Or a <laughs> even, even weirder disco comedy musical. Well, and they set her up and she's got that great disco outfit and she had roller skates on for her first parts of her career. But Disco uh, is going to have a shelf life. Do not include that in your name. And that's exactly what happened because the disco, like, because disco was hot until it was absolutely not hot. Like, when disco died, it died fast. Oh, yeah, disco sucks. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go that far because I can jam to some disco. I'm mostly referencing all the graffiti I've seen that was there even for years and yeah. years. Oh, disco and sucks. years. Um, and years. But I mean, like, it died and then it died. It was done. And this company basically, I don't know if they immediately folded or if they were just like, we don't want to do this after all. Sorry, we can't. Um, but by this point, a company named Filmwork was involved. They originally wanted to base her off of uh, Grace Jones. Gorgeous, gorgeous woman. I would have loved it. Also, I would have loved a major black that would be superheroine radishit. in the early 80s, but the company insisted on Bo Derek instead, and I'm not knocking Bo Derek, she's fine, but uh, hey, we have, let's make her as awesome black lady. Nah, she'll be a blonde white woman. I don't like Bo Derek anymore. <laughs> because of this? <laughs> this actually just cinched it. I mean, that's not Bo Derek's fault. I know, I know, it's not Bo but... Derek's fault, but then I, I literally, uh, just yesterday I watched the trailer for uh, 10, uh, which just is a fucking wild concept for a movie if you don't don't 
don't bother uh, looking it up. Basically, a dude falls in love with an untable woman because he's going through a midlife crisis, and uh, Bo Derek is playing a uh, basically what he refers to as an eleven on a scale of one to ten for perfect woman, and like kind of made that term quintessential in the zeitgeist. Weird, um, hmm. or at least to my understanding. But like, that's such a fucking bad movie that is really <laughs> it makes you like some, it really instilled some really bad fucking ideas into our culture, and I don't like it. So I'm just like, oh, I don't think I like Bo Derek. Not the like re- as a person, but as an idea. The reason the movie, the only reason this movie didn't happen, from what I can tell, is because uh, the company that was financing the movie refused to let Bo Derek's wife, uh, husband. John Derrick direct it. They're like, my my husband's gonna do it, John. And they're like, no. And they're like, well, I'm not doing the movie then. I'm like, all right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Works for us. We didn't want to do it anyway. This was a wild choice already. Uh, they actually introduce her in the middle of possibly the most famous X-Men run of all time. She first appears in the Dark Phoenix saga. Oh, shit. Wild. And right in the middle of it, they go looking for an, uh, a new mutant. And they're like, you ever wonder where you get your powers? And she goes, No. Like, um, okay, well, you're a mutant. <laughs> like, She's like, is that going to help get me in Club 54? Doing my disco. Uh, and her powers is she turns sound into energy. Also, at one point, she used this to make herself immortal, and that was never explained or talked about again. Like, she died, like, three times and came back to life. Not important. Okay. What's wild about this, she had a long-running series. Her series ran for 42 issues and a finishing graphic novel called Dazzler the Movie before she joined the X-Men. That's a four-year run. Most big-name comics get canceled and rebooted at, like, two years now. Wild. Yeah, That's a 12-issue cool. run is, like, successful anymore. The Disco Dazzler, which was her other, like, name, 42 issues in a graphic novel. Like, specific, like... I forget, I... Have you mentioned what her powers are? I just did. The turned sound into... Energy. Oh, yeah, sorry. I completely... Literally blew. seconds ago. I was still on Bo Derek in my head. <laughs> 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 or at least that's the excuse I'm going to give. Okay. Okay. That was the only thing I didn't catch. So, yeah, I think you covered everything. Because, like, a couple episodes we talked about Longshot, who's been her long time off and on Bo, I love these two. These two are X-Men that deserve so much more time than they're ever given. Also, don't they do, like, a more modern uh, reiteration where she's just, like, still a pop star, basically? She's been reinvented several times. In a Young Avengers run, There's a she holds a concert on the moon. Sweet. I think, um, I think that's something I've seen, <laughs> which is what I'm remembering. I think. But uh, they, after Disco Collapse, they really quickly changed her to, like, contemporary. She's done rock. She went through a grunge phase after she was kidnapped by, I think, Weapon X. Um, no, by Mystique. Um, Which, like, such a fucking cool character to create for an X-Men character. It's just like, please make someone that's musically centric. That is wickedly cool. I think she really deserves, I think her and Longshot deserve a series. And one, ever since I've gotten married, I desperately wanted more, like, happily married superheroes because I'm super bored with your heroics are tearing us apart. I'm not into it. I don't like that plot line. Oh, yeah. Earlier when we were talking about, in the earlier episode when we were talking about uh, Longshot and his semi-problematic power of having women be attracted to him, Mm -hmm. I got completely lost in the thought of, oh, what if they did like a a romance uh, series for Longshot where it's literally only about him romancing women, but over the internet, long-distance dating, (laughs) where he can finally confirm that he actually loves these women and they love him, and it's like, (laughs) not that... Aspect, and I was just like, 
man, do I just want more romance comics coming out? Because I would as read, a rule, yes, I would read the shit out of them. See, I was thinking that like he has the power that all these women are attracted to him. Turns out he's totally into dudes. That, Super gay. That was the other end of it, but I was like, that's the that's the obvious answer for my brain, so let's I'm go. i put it out there. I bet you Longshot's pansexual. Oh. Yeah. Give those two, like, a pan open marriage or something like that and put them in X Factor and let someone write that, like, weird offshoot series. I also think they just look cute as a couple. Yeah. I think that's great. It's a good combo. Well, in order to keep our journey going... <laughs> In order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to further attune our computer to get us out of the mystical realms of DC and back to the wonderful mutated stretches of Marvel's Westchester. Mutants. That was Stanley's way of describing them. Uh, luckily, Zach knows a bunch about these characters, and so I'll ask him a little bit from this list that Xavier sent us. If he messes it up, he's going to have to make up for it at the end of the season because we're still going to have to complete our journey. Uh, so with that in mind, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Sway? Wait, do you mean the character from Gone in 60 Seconds? Not that Sway. Okay, I just wanted to confirm because uh might help narrow it down. Nor the uh, VJ. Nor the VJ, okay. Just ruling out some people for you. Um. Okay, I'm definitely going to have to do a redemption round, but I'm going to take a few shots in the dark. She is... Probably created in New Mutants, one of the later series. All right, I'm... Ooh. Last shot, New X-Men Academy X. Uh, first appeared in X-Men Deadly Genesis. Oh, okay, I can't tell you anything about her, but I can explain a little bit about Deadly Genesis. That means she was created by Ed Brubaker and Philip Tan? God damn it. Okay, I'm right on Br- Brubaker, though. Yes, you are right on Brubaker. Um... <laughs> Even Not Bru- Grant Morrison. Even Brubaker doesn't like that. <laughs> Finally, very much. Xavier got a shit together and <laughs> yeah. set so, the right one. So there's this storyline. Giant Size X Men is the very famous like first appearance of Wolverine, Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus. Not first appearance of Wolverine, but as an X Men, yes. Mm-hmm. The story is the original five X Men went to find a mutant on this island known as Krakoa, which is revealed to be alive, the living island of Krakoa. Um, that's cool. All of the X-Men are like kidnapped by Krakoa and are being fed on, but Cyclops manages to escape. Then uh, Xavier pulls together the other mutants, the giant size X-Men team, to bring them together. They come, they save the other X-Men, create the team. But Brubaker came up with this idea that there was another squad sent in between. Cyclops didn't actually escape on his own, but Xavier sent in this other squad uh, that included Sway, uh, Darwin, who was in X-Men First Class, and... Oh, I love that guy. And Vulcan, who was Cyclops' younger brother that he didn't know about. Wait, does he have three brothers? Or uh, two he brothers? Has arguably four, but we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Also, Adam X the Extreme. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's spelled X apostrophe Treem. <laughs> Oofa doofa. He wears a backwards hat and has knives on his shoulders. Not <laughs> what we're talking about, Zach. Uh, it is revealed that he bring, Xavier brings forward this team, and they are the ones that actually help Cyclops escape. They rescue him, but they're all killed in the process. And Xavier, who doesn't have time for Cyclops's very obvious mental breakdown from all this, just wipes this from... Uh, Cyclops's mind and decides to never talk about it again. And then Vulcan turns out to survive, later comes back and becomes like angry evil space dictator because uh, reasons. Takes over the Shire Empire. I actually can't stand Vulcan. Darwin's great. 
even Brubaker didn't like Brubaker's run very much. <laughs> he, I, I read an interview and he's like, well, I, some people liked it, so I guess I'm glad I wrote it. Like, that's what he has to say about that run. That is a, uh, that's a very telling statement. <laughs> Um, I like that mentality, though, of, like, if you don't like stuff, it's like, oh, other people enjoy it. So I... That's kind of how I try to roll with stuff. What... The, the, I know Sway is back live because those... Are, those that because team, of the Krakoa The Lost stuff. Team is on Krakoa in House of X and Powers of X. But Sway herself, I had the rough, like, decade she was created in, right? But I don't know shit about her. Yeah, no, you had the details of that mission pretty well down, but, yeah, you're going to have to redemption Sway. Yeah, 100%. I need to know more. I need to add another sway to my knowledge of sways. Uh, okay, that. we're done here. <laughs> well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. Up, up, and away.